On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. This is Tall Can Audio, Canada's number one craft beer fueled sports show. Here's your hosts, Rob Christie and Matt Robinson. Tall Can Audio again, again, and off and running for another week. Make it sound so, so dreary such a bad thing. Here's Tall Can Audio again. My name's Matt Robinson, as the good woman said. Rob Christie's across the table today. What's going on today, man? Oh, it's Tall Can Audio again. Yeah. What the fuck are those guys saying today? Uh, it's good, man. I like that I get top billing on that. Really. Yeah. It's nice. I'll have to correct our, uh, our voice girl. Yeah. It's okay. You can't. She understands fully. Yeah. Whatever it is. It sounds organic. I suppose. Yeah. That's how it is. It's it. You know what, Matt? We're back. We're back in studio. We're is, still here. Which is kind of, we're still, <laughs> we're still here. Yeah. I, I, I'm focusing on the we're back portion. And, <laughs> and Go figure. Matt's looking at the negative side yeah, of things. You're focusing <laughs> on the, well, we're all still here yeah. in some fashion, which is, um, which is interesting. And frankly, it might be optimistic because we don't know by the time this is released. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Dark times. Maybe some gallows humor today, which is really the only way to roll a lot of the time. So uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. Uh, if you are interested, and you should be, in, uh, in some of the goings on in our own country, and we're going to get into a bunch of stuff here today, but uh, Glenn McGregor was on the podcast, episode 939 last week, and it's already our, uh, our most listened to show of 2022. Uh, so wherever you're listening right now, when you're done here, you can scroll back, check that one out. And, uh, that was all about him having boots on the ground throughout the, uh, the Ottawa occupation for lack of a better term, because I'm not going to give them the term they want. I'm not going to allow them to be the things they want me to call them. Um, it was a good show. Glad that Glenn McGregor made a little time for us, uh, from CTV news. So go back and check that one out. If you haven't had the chance, uh, what do you just crack into there, man? Well, first of all, whatever they want you to call would be 100% incorrect. Of course. Right. I think you've labeled it exactly what it was. So suck it. <laughs> um, I've cracked into and poured into a glass because I am certainly the more discerning of the pair here. You couldn't it, do this on a day where I hadn't also poured into a glass or? Oh, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Actually, right. I take it back, Matt. 
You are fifty percent as discerning as I am. All right. How about that? I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, this is a a pint from Kensington out of Toronto. This is their peppermint stout. Mm. Coming in at 5.8%. Now I've just poured mine into a pint glass that it's got a behemoth head on it. Right. Which I firmly place on the brewing of the beer, not my pouring. <laughs> but, um, you I know. Can't, cannot relate. No, <laughs> that's exactly a behemoth head. Yeah. So that's what you have as well. It's this, true. Good enough to bring me one. This is the beer I was talking about a couple of weeks ago and I said, oh, when, when we weren't able to be in studio and I thought, okay, I had, I had a beer teed up for you, but. Because well, as you know, obviously, I kind of like these out there stouts a little bit. Something a little different, maybe something a little sweet. I'm intrigued by the idea of a, well, of the peppermint. And the idea is, the inspiration for it is mint chocolate chip you ice cream. smell it, eh? It's coming off there even before I sip on it. Yeah. So that, that is the inspiration. According to the website, that is the undisputed best ice cream. Is which? Mint chocolate chip? Mint chocolate chip. Yeah. yeah it's not, it's, it's in my top three. Oh, yeah. I like it. I'm I a straight up chocolate guy like that. And then I like, what's the one that's got like the, the, the Reese in it? It's like moose tracks or something like that. It's got like a moose little. Moose knuckle? Sure. <laughs> Who it doesn't go in for. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it was, uh, I think it was called like moose tracks or. Yeah. Maybe it's Rocky Road. Maybe that's something different. Well, I think the Moose Tracks is is somebody's version of a Rocky Road. Yeah. But it's it's chocolate ice cream with chocolate and peanut butter pieces in it, uh, is the one I'm thinking of. And then this would also be right in the mix is a is a mint chocolate chip. I am full on peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. And not the not it's gotta be the Hagen Dawes or the Baskin and Robbins one where it's like chunks of peanut butter yeah. in it. Yeah, it's gotta be chunky. Like Do I want not- yeah, okay. Go Do on. not give me a vanilla ice cream no. with little mini no. Reese peanut butter cups in it. No. Like that's like the Ben and Jerry shit. I don't go in for that. Do not bring that to me. You'll get it in your lap. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seems hardcore. <laughs> I, I, I get it, but there it is. Yeah. Anyways, that's what we're having here. 5.8% from Kensington. I don't think I've ever had anything from Kensington before. I've been to the Kensington market before. Many a time. I don't think I've ever had anything from this brewery before. Wow. Yeah. It seems unlikely. Are you still on the, uh, small batch? Small batch dispatch? Yeah. I am indeed. Okay. I am indeed. As a matter of fact, I just re-upped for another six months. Nice. So that's where this came from. And and it's funny because, um. So they always come in pairs? Like they'll send you two of everything? Two of everything. Okay. And I like so, that. That's normally the way I buy them over here too. One for on the show and then one for sipping on later while I'm putting together the Instagram post, one for the photo, right? That kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and so usually I'll, I'll roll into a show yeah. and I'll have, I'll have two. Right. So that's what I back it with. But yeah, they always come with, um, let's see if I can work this out in my brain, uh, three different breweries, two different beers each. Okay. And so I, I cracked the box open and I had a bit of a backlog from Christmas. Yes. So there was probably 24 beer from the small batch dispatch that I never opened. So they're just sort of backlogged. <laughs> so now when I crack them open, I go, okay, those are really interesting. Bottom of the beer fridge. The rest just sort of go up on top with beers that or... yeah, people come in. <laughs> yeah, whatever, right? I grab, I, I don't grab, I don't care, but 
Yeah, I, I figured I, I had a honestly yeah, probably a dozen stouts. Yeah, that were given to me at Christmas. So yeah, there was same. a a bunch of different stuff, and so um, well. And despite this being stout season, and you know, always commenting on here, but how much we love that, I do try to mix and match and not be drinking a stout on every show. And so I was the same way right around Christmas. I got friends dropping some off. I got a few for Christmas, um, stopped on the way back after Christmas at that 762 and bought a bunch of their stuff. I had a major backlog of, of stuff too, just because, you know, I've also been trying to, I didn't go dry January, any of that, but I, I was, I've been trying to outside of the show have less. And so, yeah, there's a stockpile kind of developing that, uh, at some point going to have to just get over it and, and tear through, I think. But yeah, it's nice to, uh, to be back into the stouts and you, you created the, the excuse today because you texted me ahead of time. So I'm bringing the pint and I'd already kind of gone through my fridge and I'm like, oh, I guess it's an IPA day, which, you know, sometimes all right, sometimes it isn't, but it's happy to have that tagged out in favor of a. Of a nice stout here, man. Okay, so have you had a pull on that yet? Oh yeah, I've had a few pulls on it for and, sure. And what do you think of that? I like it, but I'm not getting at all the mint chocolate chip ice cream thing. If that's really? what they're going for, I'm getting I'm getting peppermint like they're like they're talking about. I'm not really getting the chocolate off of it, um, but I do enjoy it. Like it's a nice. It is. It's sweet, right? So it, you're getting more of a candy cane than yes, yeah, a. For sure. uh, okay, I, I I'm getting to me. I have a real. It's like the, the chocolate in a mint chocolate chip ice cream is a dark chocolate almost, yep. right? So it's, it's a bit bitter. I'm, I'm getting that from this a bit. I can remember going to a place, uh, maybe two years ago, three years ago, obviously before the pandemic, um, down in, uh, in Lindsay, I went over there with my cousin and a couple of people and we sat down and I don't know what was going on inside that day, but all they had was some weird experimental shit. And one of them was a, a peppermint or a mint. They were calling it a dry peppermint stout. I was like, all right, like that sounds interesting. Hit me with that. It was almost like, I don't know how to describe it. It was so dry. Like I, that was the beer even this far into the show that showed me, oh, I see what dry means, right? I could, as I'm drinking this, my mouth feels drier now than like a, it did before this fluid came into it. Right? Like a like, popcorn fart. Right. And I did not enjoy it at all. Right. Like it, it was not a good beer. And I tried, we got flights ahead of time and they had some other fruity stuff and I just wasn't feeling any of it. And I'm purposely not naming the brewery here because the next summer, my, the same cousin brought some other stuff over that I did enjoy. So they did redeem themselves. I don't want to bury them for that. But that night, I was like, we're sitting here in a brewery. Their food was incredible, but the beer was... Shite. Yeah. And we they closed up, and so we walked to some shitty dive bar, which you're in Lindsay. There's, Everywhere. That's what's on the table, is, uh, is dive bar. And I was so glad... When they started throwing down the pictures of Budweiser in front of us, like, oh, I thought you were going to say they actually had other beer from that brewery that no. was that was mainstream, and you're like, yes, guy. I we'll was just happy that. to see the straight up Bud or yep. whatever it yep. was, and start putting stuff away that that was doing the job at that point because I wasn't enjoying what was happening over at this actual brewery. So, uh, those of you in the area will probably be able to piece it together. But they did redeem themselves. I've had other stuff from there since that was fine, but that night it was. Ooh, slim pickings, man. Well, and it's funny because I had a, um, 
a pint from Dominion City. It was an imperial stout, but it was like a chocolate chip, maybe a mint chocolate chip mm-hmm. imperial stout. And I, I, I honestly, I found it hard to finish. Right. It was. And they're all about those little cans. If yeah, you can't finish one of those. Yeah. Man. And it was boozy, but it was thick. It was sweet. It was, yeah, I wasn't loving it. I well, I remember looking. talking up from there, the pistachio stout. Yeah. I was really looking forward to trying that. And then I was like, oh, like it just wasn't that good. Well, and they like to push the ABVs there too, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's high. A lot of stuff up over 10 in their That was a 10.2, the one I'm talking about. So. Yeah. And again, like Dominion does some great stuff, so I'm not trying to dump on it, but that, yep. like you, you look at that and you go, oh, I can't wait to try this. And maybe you just build it up too much in your own. Uh, oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. I do. I do. So I'm not really sure what this one's going to look like, man. Cause it, it, we'll be honest with the listener here. I kind of sent you a message. I, I, I don't remember if it was Friday morning or Thursday. It must've been Friday morning that just said like, as far as the show goes on Sunday, I'm not really feeling a lot of the shit that we normally get into. Right. And it must've been Friday. Cause I, I, I think I mentioned in that email, like I found myself completely disinterested in the leaf game which was Thursday night. And it all stemmed from Wednesday night. I remember going to bed and just with the time difference, um, I'm one of those people who does it entirely wrong. And instead of, you know, putting your phone away about a half hour before bedtime and winding down, like my phone is the last thing I look at as I'm going to bed. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm jumping on Twitter and everybody's talking about this speech that Vladimir Putin has just given. And within minutes of that speech being finished, it's raining rockets in the Ukraine, in Ukraine. I, I, I do that too. The Ukraine. Yeah. And I, I've seen it all over the place. People smugly say, unless you call it the Canada, don't call it the Ukraine. And I go, yeah, you're right. And then here I am just yep, throwing it down anyway. It's raining rockets across Ukraine. And there was some thought that maybe this would be limited to the East where they've contested the land for quite a while. And there were these two breakaway states and, but all of a sudden it's happening across the country and you realize very quickly that this is not going to be a limited engagement. Um, this is a much bigger deal. And, and I, despite that night having crawled into bed reasonably early, spent the next like two hours doom scrolling, right. And, and you're looking at video and photos and everything that's going on and different reports. And I, if I'm being honest with you, man, like I, I don't want to be over dramatic, but I was like, I think part of the reason I, I stayed up and, and kept scrolling through all this for so long is, again, without overstating it, there was like guilt. Like, how do I now just put my phone down and like, oh, well, I'll go to sleep. There's a certain amount of holy shit, something very real is going down. Um, and see, so the whole next day I found myself distracted. Um, I've sort of been that way for a while, I, if I'm being honest on Saturday, I was pulled into the leaf game a little bit because it got nuts, but for the most part, even starting out, I was sort of disinterested. I was talking to you in the green room there before we started, I started going through on Saturday, like my dressers and stuff. And I'm like pulling out that's goodwill. That's garbage. I rearranged some furniture. Like it was almost anything to like, not be online, like not be connected to what's happening around you. And I've just sort of been in like this weird spot where do I really care right now to sit down and talk about, you know, the MLB 
negotiations aren't going well with the players. My Twitter feed is is dystopian in how disconnected like you're seeing shots of of what's happening in Ukraine and then Rolling Stone tweeting out about Avril Levine's new album and Jeff Passan on the latest offer from the MLB to the Players Association and then like you know what I'm saying like we're still over here just carrying on and we're all aware of what's going on but it's still sort of removed and then at the same time it's like by the way, here's a shot of an apartment building being blasted to the ground by a cruise missile. It's been a strange couple of days, man, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do about the show. And it might be this kind of show, right? We'll sort of see where it goes. But what what have you taken away from the first few days of this thing? Well, and and I struggle with the the concept of of conflict. Or war. Do you? Oh, war. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, conflict, I, I've got a pretty good handle on. Um, but yeah, like, all this talk of, of, of war and war in Europe and, and how it's been the first time since, you know, the second world war, which I'm sure the people in the former Yugoslavia. Sure. Don't, don't completely buy into, or, you know, these sorts of things. And, and, and because it's not. You know, when we watch clips of what's happening in, on a regular basis in the Middle East and, and we see the carnage that comes out, I think we've become so used to being distant yeah. from all of that, that we become completely jaded to it. Um, and I think we all have some preconceived ideas or notions of, of the Middle East and you're like, yeah, but that's a it's a fucked up area, right? It's always yeah. things happening there, right? But it is humanity and it is it is human lives lost. And and so to to now see it in the in Ukraine, <laughs> um which which there's more that 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 is similar about us than there is that's different about us in the us in There it is, yeah. Us in Ukraine. And so it's to see really unprovoked this, this assault on a, on a, on a sovereign nation. And, and I think it, it, it even becomes, if it's possible, worse by the fact that you got Putin just piling bullshit on top of bullshit, like fake news. Yes. <laughs> like big time, like, and, and we're supposed to eat that wholesale. Nobody's buying that shit. And he knows that, right? When you see him sit down with Olaf, the new uh, chancellor of Germany, um, and he's like, yes, well, this is going to happen because uh, fascist drug addict government in Ukraine is killing Russian speaking people in in the We're going to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. And, 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 And Olaf says, that's not true. Right. And, And so- I've heard a bullshit lie. I've called you on it. And then when the response is, prove to me that it's not true. Right. What, what do you do with that? Like we're two adults running nations mm-hmm. and that's what you're going to float to me. Prove that my bullshit's not true. Right. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. It's, um, you know, for no, those unaware, Vladimir Zelensky, the prime minister of Ukraine is the, uh, 
one surviving member of his family. His parents had, uh, or his grandparents had four kids, three of them killed by Nazis in the world war. He's the survivor. So to have him being accused of running a, a Nazi regime as a, as a Jewish guy running, um, I've, I've been reading a couple articles that, and, and from different writers that say essentially for Putin and his supporters in Russia, the term Nazi means anyone against Russia. Right. And once you spin it that way, it becomes a lot easier to sell at home, I guess. And, and we're seeing at great personal risk, tons of protests across Russia, mm-hmm. which you don't see. You're seeing thousands by the day thrown in jail. I think day one, it was 1800 people. Yep. It was over a thousand again on the second day. It was 800 there yesterday, whatever it might be. And they're not stopping. People are continuing to protest in Russia. This action, this no war, this, um, no war, please. Yeah. It's, it, it's been difficult to kind of reconcile and you're seeing it in, at least I am on Twitter. And maybe this is part of the reason I'm staying off. I'm trying to shy away from it or, or have some time where it's not everywhere. Um, but as you pointed out, we've seen this before. They've gone into Afghanistan. They've gone into Iraq, but Canada has always sort of viewed itself as a U.S. ally. The U.S. has started those conflicts. And even when they went into Iraq, there was a lot of people saying this isn't justified yet, right? This isn't a UN mission. You haven't proved that there were um, weapons of mass destruction and things like that, but <laughs> it, you were more, more forgiving of it. And I do wonder, as difficult as it might be for all of us to digest, these are white people that we're now seeing displaced and... You know, Europe has been stable, as you said, like we are at a point now the the post-World War II um, order of things has been completely destabilized and we don't know where things go next. And if you've spent any time kind of, you know, nerding out on both World War histories, things unravel fast, right? You don't know when you do this, that creates this, that guy's got a, an ally over here. And you don't know where you're going next. And that's what's so nerve wracking right now is you're seeing what was supposed to be a fairly stable part of the world completely unravel. And there was a lot of people who said, he'll never do this. He'll never try and take all of Ukraine. And there he has, he's gone out and he's trying to take all of Ukraine. And so now this, this thing, cause he's earlier on Sunday, he asked his nuclear deterrence team, which all of these things are always called it. Like these are our freedom teams, or this is our patriotism team. Nobody ever calls it our nuclear annihilation mass, team. Mass destruction team. Right. So he has ramped that team up saying that, you know, the West might be coming for us. And you don't know where that goes next. If your position was he'll never try and take all of Ukraine, it's pretty difficult now to go, he'll never press the button. And these are the types of things we don't know now, right? Like he appears to be pretty unstable at this point. And with everything that they've done in terms of sanctions and, and we don't need to get into the nuts and bolts of what SWIFT is, but this international banking thing and, and, and taking away the, the reserves from the Russian national bank 
um, or central banking system. On Monday morning, their economy, when the stock market opens, is going to absolutely crater more than it already did last week, where it had dropped 40%. There's nothing there. Across Russia on Sunday, you're seeing thousands of people lined up at ATMs and banks trying to get whatever cash they can because it's not going to be there. There was one Western reporter who tweeted out that her hotel in Moscow came to her and said, we'd like you to pay up now because we don't know on Monday if credit card payments will still even work here. So you're about to destabilize this country even more. And if he's already feeling backed into a corner and the world has turned on him and his people are turning on him, we don't know what happens next. Well, and, and it's, he has long since, and, and, and to me, the historical portion of this that dates back to 2014 when they took the Crimea, yeah, which is in sort of southeastern portion of Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, that this is the idea of, of regaining space or land and he's, and he's forever going back and back to different maps to this is circa this is pre-1945, this is pre-1922, right? Like, yeah. And when you look at, I, I took um, a Russian history in university, super fascinating yeah. um, due to how. It's funny, because eh? I think at that age, or maybe you took it a little later, but in, at university age, I don't think I'd have been interested at all. Now. <laughs> well, I was a history major. I'm pretty intrigued. No, I get it, right? But. At that age, I wasn't. I came of this stuff later through like Dan Carlin's hardcore history and yeah. then some World War stuff. At the time, I had, and maybe it was a shitty teachers. I, I don't know, right? But I'm very interested in history now. I wasn't at all at the time I was supposed to be learning it. And so it, you learn fairly, fairly early in Russian history that the term Kievan Rus, right? Which is, is a loose confederation of Slavic speaking people. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of was intact from the ninth century to the, you know, to the czardom days of sort of the 15th, 16th century. The, and this area really comprises modern day Russia, Belarus, and Ukraine. Right. And so to me, when you look at that, I, I don't, you've already seen Belarus is, is firmly under the heel. Yeah. Of, of, it's its uh, own nation, but it's allowed to be because it's supporting Russia. Well, it's, and so when you look at what happened in Ukraine, circa 2014, when the people threw out the, the, the Russian puppet government that was there yeah. and you've had elections, democratic elections and elected governments that are not so closely aligned with Russia. And so doubling back to what you say, this is what Putin will not stand for, right? Is he's afraid that the more and more you see this, um, Russian people saying, Hey, we don't like this, that you're doing this. Right. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting and watching on CBC yesterday, there was, um, an embedded reporter. He, he looked like he was maybe freelance English, who knows what he was, but he's talking about interviewing people on the ground in Moscow and he's saying, and most, most Russian people on the street, it's almost like an embarrassment to talk about it. Like it's unjustified. They, there's nothing they can do about it. They can't change the leadership. They can't affect change within the leadership. 
They know the rest of the world is judging them now. For sure. And, and they know that they are going to be the brunt, as you've, as you've yeah. already suggested, that the, the people who are really going to be mostly impacted, even if war does not come to their country, it will come down to my bank account, my pocketbook, my ability to put food on my table, and I haven't done anything. Well, if Putin, uh, if Putin wants to get back to Soviet Union era style of things, he's on the right track. The Soviet Union broke up out of poverty and yeah, out of, of like, it completely crumbled. And they're being backed into that corner again, right? And, and like, there's so many elements of this that, that we don't need to necessarily get into. But, like, for people unfamiliar, like, one of the reasons that, that Crimea was so important for them to get back was a, a, a freshwater port, right? right. That, that Russia is otherwise, especially in the north and, like, was landlocked by all this frozen water. They couldn't launch their navy anywhere, but this gave them access to the Black Sea and out into the Mediterranean. Whereas if um, Ukraine joins NATO and keeps that port, then Russia maybe gets blocked in. And, and th there's also in, um, in their secured zone that would be considered Ukrainian territory in the Black Sea, they discovered a pile of oil and natural gas, which is like 50% of Russia's economy is selling natural gas and oil. And all of a sudden, if Ukraine has just as much and is friendly with NATO, that's a competitor, right? And, and Russia's economy is, is at risk. So they want to stop that from happening. If you allow Ukraine to join NATO, you've now allowed the, the North Americans and the West right up to his front door. Like part of this is creating a front porch, yep. a barrier. Um, you know, for, without getting too deep into it, if you sort of view Europe as almost like a, a funnel or a mouth, right? Like from Germany heading East, it goes from being kind of thin and opens back up wider and wider and wider. And the wider it gets, the harder it is. If you believe NATO might become aggressive to you, the harder it is to defend right out on those wider planes. If you can keep encroaching West and getting closer to that narrows, and you have more friendly or controlled nations out in front of you, you can defend yourself a little right. bit better, right? So there's a pile of different reasons this is happening, but it's incredible to see what the Ukrainian people are doing right now going, no, we're not giving this up. We're not coming back. If you give people 30 years of freedom and then go, do you want to go back to what it was before? You're yeah. seeing right now exactly what they'll tell you. No, we're not coming back in. Well, and it's interesting when you hear uh, Saturday that the Americans were talking about airlifting out Zelensky. Yeah. And Zelensky's like, no, I'm not looking for a ride. I'm looking for ammunition. I love that quote, man. Yeah. He said, the, the fight is here. I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Yeah. It's amazing to me the Russians haven't found him yet with their satellite technology. You've got to be able to see that guy's massive balls from space. <laughs> How have you not found him already? Yeah, like, huge BDE right He's there. out uh, there on the streets fighting with the people. Unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah. And so it's it, it comes down to not that you ever want to see war, right? Not that you ever want to see war, but sometimes there is justification for it, whatever it is. And I think that's, that's the other thing here that happens is, you know. You're not saying this time there was. No, I'm no. saying sometimes you see that, whether it's, I'll use that same uh, Israeli-Palestinian kind sure. of thing, right? Where you go, 
that's my homeland. That's my homeland. And you have this dispute. Yeah. Here, what makes it even more outrageous is, is there's none. It's one man's vision of what his country should be. Right. Right. I'm just going to take it. And you and this is it. And I'm going to lie and I'm going to bullshit and I'm going to tell the, the average Russian, do not read anything. Do not publish anything that doesn't come from the government. Don't believe it. And so, yeah, there's a portion and we'll call them the uh, French portion of Russia who only believes what they get from the government media. Yeah. And they're like, yes, there's Russian people. There's genocide in the Ukraine. And you're like, that's, that's what we're justified in going there. And you're like, man, that's, you're deluded. You're deluded with that. But that is what happens, right? When you are complete at any time, right? Anytime you hear somebody say, oh, don't look, this is the, I am the only source of information you need. Don't look elsewhere. They're lying to you. Sounds somewhat familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, that's why I say it. That's why I call it the French portion of the media. I would have called it the Fox News or the Donald Trump portion of the media. Yeah. Okay. So, well, it's all over, whatever you want, right? In terms of, yeah. we're going to give it to you. Don't, don't, you know, we're, it's in a vacuum. Yep. Take it in as it is, right? And so I think that's a small portion of the Russian population. I think most people have, have a f- pretty firm grip on what's happening here. And even if they're not willing to go out and protest because it is, and it's embarrassing to see what people just protested here and called tyranny and called lack of freedom. It's, it's, it's re it's, it's kind of refreshing, man, to see people with everything they have defending their capital instead of over here where people attack their capitals. Right. And, and for that's a whole other element, but you're seeing in Russia, um, they started to turn off the ability for Russian people to connect to Twitter or Facebook or whatever, where other information might come from right. Twitter and Facebook in return. And, and Facebook has been criticized endlessly and they deserve every minute of it, but they stopped any Russian owned, uh, media or companies or whatever from creating accounts, setting up new, like the amount of bots that have disappeared from Twitter in the last week or so is pretty noticeable, right? Cause they all get created. Now there's some Russia has farms outside of, but they're trying, the Russians are trying to stop people from getting on those other ways of getting information from outside. And at the same time, those outside, um, methods, those companies are trying to stop Russia from being able to spread their misinformation. You're seeing pressure over here for, uh, Russia today or whatever that TV network is called to be removed from by the CRTC here in, and the FCC in the U S right? Like you don't get to broadcast this shit cause it's all state owned propaganda yeah. being pushed out, uh, completely controlled by the Putin government. And, um, you know, misinformation is a huge part of this. As Hitler says, I'm going in there to denazify Ukraine. If we're going to draw that comparison right now, he's Hitler lashing out at his neighbors and taking over and wanting to bring those people back under, you know, at that time, it would have been the German influence. It's now under the Russian influence, but you want to paint that picture early for your own people, whether they're buying it or not. Same today when he ramped up his nuclear readiness, 
You're, that's for a domestic audience. Hey, the West might be coming for us. Whether they believe it or not is irrelevant. He's got to create that. Right. The us pretense. The world. Yeah. Yep. And, and it doesn't matter that somebody could say, hey, man, well, you just need to stop invading that other sovereign nation and then everything's cool. Right. If you just stop doing what came home. Yeah. (laughs) Just stop doing what you're doing. Right. And, and it's, it's to me, I was kind of flabbergasted by, by the rest of the world saying, we're going to put sanctions on, we're going to go to level two sanctions. We're going to go to level three sanctions. You're like, go to hit it, man. Hit it. Whatever your level 10 is, like whatever the max is, hit it now. Cause he's bombing the shit out of these people. And and, and so to me, why you wait till like, why you hold that, that swift financial system coin to the, to the third level. Now, man, hit it. That's the thing that's going to bring people to their knees is, is, and you're looking at a country of 150 plus million people, Russia. Mm Mm-hmm with all the natural resources that they have and they have a GDP either equal to or less than ours. Like they are in a bad spot. Yeah. They're on par with Spain. Like, do you think of Spain as a world power right now? Not really. Right. Like that's where they're at, but they have nukes. Yeah. That's, that's his card. That's what makes him feel like a superpower. And it's fucked up to think that Ukraine had third or fourth most nukes in the world until 1994 when they agreed to give them up in exchange for protection written in guaranteed by the US, the UK and Russia. We will protect your sovereignty if you give these up. How's that going? And that is a bad sign moving forward if you want to stop other countries from developing their own nukes to try and promise them that you're going to take care of them because you're not taking care of them right now. It has not worked out for Ukraine. If they still have their nuclear weapons, Russia's probably not raining down cruise missiles on their capital right now. Where, and where are Scud missiles these days? I can't speak to that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard of a Scud missile since, since the, since the U S rode into Kuwait. Right. Um, and did you see Sean Penn's comments? Sean Penn? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I only say that cause he's in the Ukraine right now. Oh, is he? He's in. So U- was Louis CK. <laughs> okay. See, <laughs> Uh, Sean Penn is, 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 is doing a movie in Ukraine, okay. a, a documentary anyways. And, and I'm going to paraphrase his quote, but to me, his, his quote was, was something like to me, it was, it was quite interesting. And he's saying, if we allow this to happen to Ukraine, it's a stab at the heart of, of us freedom and spirit and democracy in the world. He said, this is, this is unbelievable. And if we allow this to happen, it can happen anywhere and to to anyone. It's. What do you want to do? He wants the U.S. to, to help the, to help Ukraine. There's not much more you can do that doesn't. Again, ramp up the idea that we start throwing nukes around. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what you're saying is if you send American troops or you send NATO troops, period, whatever that means. I got people online that experts arguing in my Twitter feed and I'm not engaging with them because what the fuck do I know? I'm reading these conversations saying you have to enforce a no fly zone over Ukraine to stop the Russians from bombing these cities. 
as soon as NATO or U.S. planes engage Russian plane one, it's now an engagement. You are now at war with Russia and everything's on the table. And that's a scary fucking notion, man. And, and where do the Chinese sit in this? They're being weirdly quiet. I have a feeling they're taking notes on what happens knowing that they're pretty interested in getting Taiwan back. Um, yeah. Well, this is, they this abstained is... from the vote at the UN rather than siding with Russia. Now it's amazing to me that the security council, because Russia is a member well, the and, UN votes and goes, hey, should we stop Russia? And UN or Russia gets to vote and go, no. And because they're a well, security council member, that's it. They get to veto the whole thing. And not only are they a security council member, they are presiding. They are yes. they are in charge of the security council in this term, right? So like if there's a group of us sitting in a room and Rob's punching one of us in the face and Rob has the veto on whether he needs to stop <laughs> or not. Guess what Rob's vote's going to be, right? Like, it's four to one, but Rob's going, nah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep punching this guy. I think it's totally justified. Right. Yeah. And, and again. It's laughable. Uh, well, but the idea was, like so many things in, 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 in international politics is we needed to table it at the Security Council so that when Russia vetoes it, it goes to the General Assembly, which can't be vetoed. Right. No, we get it on paper. We start the process, all these things. I, you're I understand. You're a shit heel. This is how it's going. So yes. The, but to even go through with the whole charade of. Charade. Of Russia going, no, we think this is fine. Yeah. It's, it's legit. You don't know. Right. And so, but yeah, they knew that was going to happen. And that is the opening salvo of this, of this political yeah. thing. And so. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I am I am interested to see what happens with the financial constraints. Um, there was just about an hour before you arrived today. I was reading there were two, and I didn't write down their names because they're I'm, I'm man I'm doing my best to learn a lot of regions and names that are very difficult to pronounce. But two of the most powerful oligarchs in Russia had sort of gone on record after having. Many, many dollars and assets seized in the last week or so saying, uh, yes, Putin is still our leader, but we wish for peace. And was one of them Abramovich? No, he's owning, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea there in the, the premier league. And yeah, that's a whole other, we can get into the sports element of this maybe a little bit later, but there was, um, numerous people who specialize in covering Russia saying, in case you don't speak Russian mobster, <laughs> that means Putin, you're still the boss, but if I lose one more dollar, I would be very disappointed or very upset to hear that you had an accident of some sort. <laughs> like you better figure this out fast because I'm losing yachts and yeah. got billions tied up over Villas here. in Spain. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how certain, like how safe even Putin is right now. And I wonder, I put this out on Twitter on Saturday morning. What happens if somebody offs Putin? Who Why didn't you tell me that before I showed up here, man? I don't need, I don't need a drone strike here in the studio today while I'm here. Yeah, 
right in the dick. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would, that would be precision, my friend. Uh, I believe that's possible. <laughs> Just an, out of nowhere, a, a, a shot you didn't even see coming that right in the groin. But uh, like, what happens? Who's up next in line? Yeah. Do they feel the same as Putin? Do they uh, feel like they now need to pull it back from the brink? Or do they feel like I need to go further because you have no. assassinated our leader? Yeah. Uh, if, 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 if it comes from within, you pull back. That's, you're like, hey, man. But we, we don't know to, that. Uh, we don't like, know. Look at everything in the First World War, man. That was just a calamity of shit at the same time. And all of a sudden, everybody's got guns pointed at each other. Like, we don't know what happens. That's all, it's, it's unanswered questions that freak you out a little bit, right? If we press this button, they'll press that button and... Oh no, now we're staring at the big red button. We don't know where it all ends up if that was to fall out, but you posed the question, which was if he's removed and I took that to mean removed. Yes. <laughs> an internal, an internal decision. Probably. Then to me, the next guy up, and it's funny, I had this conversation at, at breakfast this morning. And this is the world we live in, right? Yeah, but but it's 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 one of those times in in world history where you, everybody looks and goes, "What if?" Yeah, um, yeah. If he's removed internally, it's it's got to do with people saying exactly what you're saying. Hey, man, this is causing great, and in this case, financial damage yep. to all of us from the oligarchs right down to the person selling newspapers on the street. And so that person does not move forward or press harder. You say, Hey, that guy's a loon, crazy piece of shit. We're going back in this direction. We're more interested in a strong Russia on its own. You know, Ukraine, you are an independent sovereign nation. Let's like they, the problem is, as I talked about there a few minutes ago, they can't give Crimea back. Like they can't risk getting boxed in. That's a security risk. They can't risk Ukraine becoming a competitor in the natural gas. Like this is a complicated thing. Russia views this, at least Putin, and no doubt he's got enough people. He wouldn't have gotten this far without having some sort of military support. Well, and, but his thumb and, is on, he's, he is like almost president for life. Like he's. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's shown that for sure. But it. it him leaving and giving everything back to Ukraine is a threat to Russia. It's bad for Russia. There is a reason they're doing this. Well, it's a, it's bad for Russia. If you, if you now want to look at it as bully on the block, or you want to look at it as, Hey man, that's life. The guy next to me has a nice in ground pool and a sweet hooked up natural gas barbecue. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed about that. Yeah. I'm going to go over there and knock him out and bang his wife and I'm taking the pool. Right. Well, that's not how shit works, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. It's a shame, right? Uh, unless I'm getting knocked out and somebody else is whatever, right? It depends on which side of that equation you're sure. in. Sure. But that's not how, that's not how life works and, and what Putin has done. And, and I, I, I talked about that earlier with. He's saying, well, the Crimea is actually, it's actually Russian property and he's citing a 1945 map yeah. and you're like, okay, man, but that's, what are we doing here? How far do we want to go? 
And this is where I brought up the whole Kiev and Rus thing. And you're like, yeah, so... It's- well, because Kiev has been a far more, like, for longer, has been a prominent city far longer than, than Moscow. Of course it is. That's, that, was the, that was the original seat. Yes. And so, and it's interesting when it's, we talked last week, I think it was last week where we talked about Beijing versus Beijing. Yeah. And, and this whole Kiev versus Kiev, right? And it was a um, friend of the show, AJ Jakubek, a, a good man with uh, Ukrainian got roots. Ukrainian, yeah, heritage. And he was saying, yeah, that, that for those of you who are wondering, right, Matt has exclusively gone with Kiev, which is Ukrainian, right? Yeah. Kiev is the Russian. Right, pronunciation. Is, is the Russian pronunciation of the capital. Kiev, which we've, we've now all come to hear more, more and more. Yeah, is the Ukrainian way of calling this. So I think in this, t- in this day and age, as hard as it is for us all to sort of put the brakes on what we've known forever. But yeah, because up at it, I enjoy a good chicken Kiev, right? <laughs> like yeah. for, for as long as we know, it's always been Kiev. Yep. And so as this has arisen, um, and you're, I've been as same as you reading about this and watching this and yeah, if they, if the Ukrainians say it's Kiev, it's Kiev, then it's Kiev, yep. right? <laughs> like. I, call me what I call me. That's right. I don't care what Seems you think it is. simple enough, right? Yeah. But Peking, the, Beijing, whatever. When you talk about Crimea, like this has become a thing and Crimea is almost an island, like the, in its peninsula yep. nature. And one of the things that happened when, you know, the Ukrainians had control of it was they split off from a river because it's got no water. It's got no... <laughs> And built this canal down to it to make sure that the people there and everything that was happening and all their, you know, drilling and everything had water. And once the Russians took it back, the Ukrainians went, well, fuck you, and buried that canal, cemented it off. So it's become this miserable place. And so again. Which is like the rest of Russia, so why not? Right. But it, like, you, that's one of the reasons Russia had given... And the people might have been able to justify and went, all right, like if they're keeping Crimea, they're coming in to open that waterway back up at least. And maybe that was something that could have been negotiated or or whatever. But if I'm Ukraine, I get it. Like, no, you're not just going to take shit our shit yeah. and l- we'll keep supplying you with everything you need. Um, so this has been a, a self-defensive war. Like they're doing everything they can to protect themselves and... And man, you're seeing it right now. Like you're seeing people in the streets. I was reading a Twitter thread from, uh, and multiple of them, from former U.S. military members. And like with the verified check mark beside them saying, hey, tanks, tough to maneuver in cities. Once you get them between two buildings, do this. Here's where to aim for. If you're making Molotov cocktails, and I got jackasses in my Twitter replies calling them Mazeltov cocktails. <laughs> Maybe just sit this one out. I'm going to throw a couple <laughs> plates under there too and just like, yeah, exactly. And they're, they're teaching them, hey, add a little soap or something to it to make it sticky so it doesn't just run off the tank, right? Pro like all, all of these sorts of things you're seeing that are... Go- Go out there, take down street signs. Don't make it easy for them to know where they are. And actually the good people of Ukraine have taken that one step further. Half the street signs have been taken down and replaced with signs that just say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like turn left for go fuck yourself Avenue. and Go, go fuck straight. your hat. Oh. All of the, you're seeing a lot of that stuff, right? And just 
there are ways to get above them, you know, shoot down at the tanks. If you can, try and direct them onto streets that you know aren't reinforced because a tank is fairly useless when it's fallen through into the sewer. Like, these are not machines that are built for urban warfare. And so, but like I said earlier about reading alternate tweets between my sports shit and now half the world worried about war and then, you know, music stuff and, and like all happening at the same time. It's so strange to watch educated people who know what's up giving out recipes for Molotov cocktail. Like I told you in the green room, there is a, one of the main breweries in Ukraine has stopped making beer and has started making Molotov cocktails for random people, like just average show up at the, at the brewery and grab some shit to defend your homeland. Yeah. Well, it's, it, we look at, we talked about how noble it was that some of the Ontario distilleries mm-hmm. were making hand sanitizer yeah. at the start of the pandemic. Yep. And you're like, Hey, look at those guys. That's so great. Selfless. You're like, this is that to the nth degree, right? You're like. You're watching, like, I'm sure you saw it. The, the mayor of Kiev is Vladimir Klitschko, boxing legend. And he's out there fighting. He's got what, you've got the city just handing out guns to anyone. Yeah. Right. And the, the, the second amendment people in the U S are for some reason cheering on Putin and his whatever. You're supposed to have, and you know, the people that like to have guns to just scare their neighbors and shit are tweeting that, oh, those people aren't going to know what to do with those guns. You know what? They're going to point it at somebody invading their city and hope for yeah. the best. Yeah. And I, I just, man, I like, these are people who were living a peaceful life a week ago. Yeah. In well, a downtown core and now are sleeping in subway stations because they're bomb shelters and. Well, and most of them never thought it was going to happen. Like the no. rest of us. Right. Like, and you go, I, you know, high alert. I get it. You have these 200,000 Russian troops on the, on the borders and, and you know, but I never, you know, it's a lot of bluff. It's a lot of, I never thought it was going to happen. Right? right. And then bam, there it is. It's, it's, it's real life war is happening here. And so it's, it's almost it's almost like in, uh, I'm still in a bit of disbelief. Of course. It. And this is what I'm saying. Like I, I just, you and I and anyone listening, like try and put yourself in a spot where. I can't. Tomorrow, somebody's just walking in and, and you may have to fight for your life and defend your city and they're just coming. And it's so real. It's so real. The idea that you, you see people on the news saying, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I'm being called up. I'm staying to do whatever. And, and we talk, we, everyone talks, talk is super cheap. Yeah. Right. This is real. Like you could get hit by a, as you said, a, a missile of whatever variety. Right. And, and it's over and it seems like in total vain, right. That you have taken up arms and bam, and like, oof, it wasn't even, I, I didn't even get a chance to make a stand. It's so real. And, um, there's an 80 year old guy who walked up to the front line where some of the military guys were getting ready. He said he brought a pair of shorts, two t-shirts and a couple sandwiches and said, give me a gun. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, you're seeing people 
send their this is they're sending their wife and kids on trains out to Poland or Slovakia or wherever. Romania. Yeah, on the borders just, and staying to yeah to fight. It's unimaginable that. Don't forget some sweet Moldova action. Right. The poorest nation in Europe has thrown their borders open and said, come, come on, on in. in. Yeah. It, it's almost unthinkable that, that the natural order of things, as long as either one of us have been alive is, is kind of teetering on the edge, man. And it's, I don't know. I, I can't help, but juxtapose it with the stupid shit that we fight about over here and the, like. Well, it, the age of misinformation and, and denying of climate change and the, we got a fucking pandemic still going on. Yeah. And well, the whole thing has been, and, and I think this was the genesis of, of, of your email to me on Friday was it's been one kick in the balls after another kick in yeah. the balls after another kick in the balls, right? You have, you have what we thought was maybe the upward swing of coming out of, yeah. out of COVID in, in the fall and, and they lap, you know, they clamp down again with the Omicron and at Christmas and, and numbers spiking beyond belief. And yeah. then here in Ottawa, we had the, you know, the, the occupation. Yeah. It's just, it's, and then there's this, right. And so. Well, and all of it under, it's been two years of distraction where no one has done a goddamn thing about the impending climate change crisis because we've been so focused on everything else. Like as the Marshall Islands are, are about to become no longer sinking. a country because there's not enough land space to do. Right. Like it's, it just feels like man, every fucking day there's something and there's that old Chinese proverb you've dropped on the pot a couple times. May you live in interesting times. I'm fucking tired of interesting times. Yeah. Well, I'd love some dull goddamn times. And that's, and, and forever it's, it's here in Ottawa, you know, sleepy Ottawa, oh, sleepy Ottawa, roll up the sidewalks at eight o'clock and you're like, fuck yeah. When's that happening? Yeah. When do we go back That'd to that? That'd be great. When I saw it, like it hadn't even crossed my mind. And look, all of this sounds alarmist, but everything is on the goddamn table right now. And if Putin feels backed into a corner and he wants to start lobbing shit around, we live in the capital city of, of one of the countries that's twisting the knife on him. Yep. Yep. Now it's, it, it, it uh, again, you're right. Everything's on the table. I, I'm not going to dispute that or, or, or. I'm not going to bed tonight expecting to have a yeah. tactical nuclear weapon land in my condo. Right. An ICBM, but, right? right? Although you are talking shit on the internet, right? There's one thing between me talking shit at. Well, as, as our opening says, proudly based in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it comes down to, we are so fortunate to be born where we are in this, in this. Yeah. You're hittable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hittable for sure. But it takes effort, right? Yeah. And, and all I'm saying is North America is this, we are buffered. We are. We know. were buffered. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it can't happen. And we have crazy shitheads to the South of us. Well, even North Korea's coming damn close to being able to hit 
the east coast of the U.S. If they can do it, the Russians can fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. And all, all I'm suggesting with that is... Because yeah, that guy, too, he was started firing off over the week. Like, we know you're still there. Hold on. One lunatic at a time, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Why don't you just chill hey, what about out, me? You tiny little douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. Bad haircut having mofo. <laughs> um, yeah. Like Sorry, Al, but like Al Davis's kid, like <laughs> bad haircuts all around. Um, all I'm saying is we've we've been very fortunate, right? That yes. we are historically sec- secluded from all this crazy shit. Um, but yeah, as you suggest, everything's on the table. And I think that's the part that's alarming is is just we don't know what happens next and what this guy. He's backed himself into a corner. By all accounts, his invasion in Ukraine has gone terribly. Like he would have expected to have Kiev by now and be in control of these things. The, his economy, like I said, come Monday morning, he knows it's over. That's gone off a cliff. If he's going to become unpopular at home, he's increasingly got very few options. Yeah, but I, I don't believe. Well, I, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, and I'm not putting anything on him. To say he's going to have this, this sort of moral reckoning. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Clarity of conscience, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, I, you know, I think if it comes down to where he's like, well, fuck it, if I'm going to go down, everybody's going down. Yeah, uh, I think there's somebody who gives him the old kapow before that happens. I think there's people who are like who see that as an opportunity. You're like, okay, you know what? You used the mob reference earlier. Yeah, I hope you don't have an accident. The whole idea that is. All right. Well, one of the leaders today, and I, I wasn't going to bring it up because I don't have the details, but I will share the link that I was reading because um, I, I just don't have the name up. But one of the top guys at the Russian Central Bank was found today having committed suicide. Yeah. That's a very popular thing at yeah. the top end of, of Russian He's politics. out of a fifth story Yeah. Building. Suspicious suicide happens a lot yeah. at the high end of Russian and, and, politics. And so to me, that is... Hey, everyone loves a good, a good dawn. As long as there's prosperity and shit's on the up, when stuff goes bad and things start to happen, well, we're in need of new leadership. And so I don't think it's crazy to use that reference here because clearly to me, that is the way things get run. You get strong armed. Yeah. And so, yeah, I see before anybody that happens, somebody says, we can just get rid of that guy. And yeah, we go back to doing this, but I, I still have my villas. I still have my yachts. I still have my football clubs, whatever it is. Yep. Let's doesn't, go back to that. Doesn't it feel to you, even outside of this, like, I don't know, for the last however many years, it's, it's, it's always something. It's always some dirty fucker. Some corn <laughs> some cutting, cutting, son, cutting of a bitch. son of a bitch. Yeah. It, I don't know, man. It just... It seems like every time you turn around, there's, it's an environmental thing. It's a medical thing. It's China. It's North Korea. It's Russia. It's man. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't have a hard time understanding why mental health issues are on the rise right now. And, and people are just feeling like, fuck. No, legit. I, I have, it's, it's, I was saying through, and I've been very minimally impacted through the pandemic. 
Right. But I find I find since late fall, right? I I find I'm a little more anxious. Yeah. Right. I find there's a bunch of things, and it's all this stuff, right? Well, and I I see some of the people who showed up at Parliament Hill, and I go, I get it, man. We are all super frustrated. Yep. I I. Like, and I'm, I'm not talking about the people waving the fucking swastika no, around and whatever. You're talking about the people who There are people who you. saw a group of people going enough. And I, I kind of understood the ones who latched onto that and went, yeah, come on. Like it's my job or it's my whatever. My kid's going to school. Whatever it might be. Health. I get it. We are all super fed up. The way you chose to handle that was wrong, right? Like you, you this was never going to work. But I, I did get it in some way. We're all sick of this and we're all anxious and we're all, come on, give me, like, can we get out of this somehow? Yep. Yeah. Wanting it to be over is, is normal. Yes. And feeling like there was some hope and then bam, gone again was hard, was like the final straw for a lot of people. Yeah. And as I was saying, I felt it and I did not lose my business. I did not, you know, there was so many things that- that go into this. So I certainly do understand the undercurrent if it wasn't so closely tied with this the rest of the anti-government yeah, shit that yeah, had yeah. been brewing since pre-pandemic. But even now, as, as you said, as it appears we are going to hopefully come out of this, it's like, oh, but now it's wartime. Like we're done with pandemic time. Yeah. Here's wartime. And then we'll do the environmental time again, because that's not going away. Like, I fully expect to see the western half of North America catch fire again and the eastern half flood this year. Like, both those things are going to happen. Well, or maybe you're going to have it both happen to the west coast. Maybe. You're going to spend summers with the place on fire and then torrential rains yeah. and flooding in the in the fall and winter. Right. Great. Uh, man, there's just something about this time and place, right? Like... I think what I'd like to do, I think I want to leave this here, man. And for people who want to hear this type of thing, we'll put the warning on it. We'll whatever, not warning, but description on it. But I'd like to take a break, reset. We'll put out a second episode today. It'll be kind of sports, be a little lighter. Look at that guy. Maybe I just, like it. We'll, I, we'll see I if like we can reset a little bit and, and. And do something else for people who don't want to hear this stuff, right? Don't want to have to go through all this to get to the lighter stuff. And, and maybe we can, maybe we can find kind of a, a distraction type of thing. Does that work for you? It totally works for me. And, and really, I, I think what we're going to see in sports. Yeah. And, and, and to me, what's, what's. There is some tie-in. What, what's foremost in my mind is, is the tie-ins to yep. this. But uh, yeah, we'll leave this one here. We'll regroup a little bit. We'll try and come back with some lighter stuff. Like you said, there will be some tie-in, but, but you know, what's going on around the rest of the sports world. And, and, uh, so if you're looking for that sort of thing, that'll be up, uh, also on Monday, that'll be episode not, uh, 941 and we'll see you on that one. But, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's that kind of world. It seemed like that kind of day. I think it was important to kind of talk about some of this stuff today. For sure, man. And, yeah. and it's, and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to, uh, to, to look at these things because it is so far outside the, the normal yes. or, or, or what we expect to see. Right. And, uh, to, to live in historic moments is, is, is hard. For sure. And so, yeah, calls are, calls for, for different, different measures. 
No doubt. So we'll wind this one down here, and uh, and we will put out a second show today as well. So look for that. Uh, well, wherever you're hearing this one, and uh, we'll cover the sports side of it. Be, hopefully, things be a little bit lighter, and uh, and we'll do that. But uh, in the meantime, for Rob, my name's Matt. We're on uh, social media at Talking and Audio. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen right now. We'll see y'all uh, later today. or by searching Tall Can Audio on your favorite podcast app.